Welcome to the Efficient Private Clients Podcast, where we delve into the intricacies of the financial world and bring you our latest market and economic expertise. On the next two sessions, we'll be looking at resources, or as they're otherwise known, commodities. I'm Kyle Poppy, an investment specialist at Efficient Private Clients and your host for today. We are joined today by Sufiso Nkombule, an assistant portfolio manager with Efficient Private Clients. Sufiso, firstly, what are resources? To be clear, we're talking about natural resources. Hi, Kyle. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks uh, for finally joining us. Yeah, finally. Good to have you. Mm. Yeah, so generally, I mean, commodities, uh, if you think about it, it's, it's tangible, uh, unprocessed goods with, mm-hmm. that carry some form of intrinsic value within themselves. Yes. But they can be processed further into uh, into the end product. Okay. So, for for example, you would do a, a, a gold mine would dig up gold from the ground, mm-hmm. which the gold itself has some kind of value. Yes. And then that gold can then be processed to form jewelry. Mm-hmm. But in other instances, there are commodities that are essentially processed to form other commodities, which then carry their additional value. Okay, like precious metals. Precious metals is one of, is one example. But okay. another another I mean common example would be look at if you looked at something like aluminum for example. Mm. Aluminum, I mean the ore is bauxite which gets processed further to form alumina, which then gets processed further to form aluminum, mm. which then gets used in, in packaging goods and yeah for property finishings like aluminum windows. Yes, yes. I mean, other examples would be when you look at oil, for example. Oil mm. gets processed into plastic products like polypropylene, which has, which is a commodity in itself yes, and has yes. its, its own different market. Uh, oil products can also be processed into petroleum, which mm. we then mm. use in, as, as gasoline in our cars and stuff like, I mean, Oranges. If you look at the the, the orange the orange market in Florida, for yes. example, I mean I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but it's uh you've, you've seen orange futures uh, or orange juice futures rallying over eighty percent uh, this year. Uh, yeah, which I'm sure w- most people won't be aware that such yeah. a thing exists. Exactly. I mean, orange futures. Orange juice futures. Yeah. So that yeah. that is the actual actual interesting part about that. Good old that, OJ. Yeah, is that you when you think about it, you oranges are the actual commodity, but mm. The history of uh, the Florida orange juice market has actually made orange juice uh, uh, the, uh, the final product, the yes. commodity. And they itself. refined it further. Yeah, so that's quite interesting. Maybe if I can touch on the history sure. of that. Yeah. So apparently, according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, oranges or orange juice uh, during the World War, uh, it, the US wanted a way to get. Uh, to give their, their, their soldiers mm, uh, something nutritious. Something nutritious, okay. yeah. So the only way to preserve the oranges was to concentrate, the, or was to actually drag, uh, pull out the water from mm, the orange. Mm. And that, that is how the history of, the, of, the, of, of orange juice concentrates. Yes, yes. So what then, that, what then happened from there is that you got the, the development of the orange juice market, which mm. then became, which then developed the futures market for oranges. So it's quite an interesting dynamic that you move from the actual hardcore commodity yes. to the final product being commoditized rather than the oranges in themselves. Yes, yes. Yeah, so that's basically, maybe just to come back to your question, mm. yeah, tangible, Commodities, if you had to define them, you'd define them as tangible, unprocessed goods. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would 
be maybe a textbook definition that is tangible and processed goods that can be yeah, refined even further to form the, the actual final product. Yes, it has significantly more value. More value, yes. Okay. Mm. And then why would you say having resources or exposure to resources in your portfolio is important? Yeah, I mean, resources in general or commodities in general, I think, um, are traditionally, you know, non-correlated to your 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 traditional asset classes. Uh, traditional asset classes. I mean, that's cash, that's bonds, that's equities. I mean, Christian touched on, touched on that. Christian and Rene touched yes. on alternatives and and uh, and asset class allocations. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, for for anyone who hasn't maybe who's not familiar with the topic, I think yes, I'd encourage yes. them to just yeah. yes, yeah, definitely yeah. go go back a go few back episodes and check it out because mm -hmm. that was yeah. That's that. I think that would give a bit of meat into just the the, the skeleton. Yeah. So where but, are we coming from? Yeah. But in general, I would say that the commodities offer that diversification benefits in your asset classes. Uh, in, I mean, in your portfolio, because it, mm. because of the because it's uncorrelated to the, your traditional asset classes. But uh, uh, I mean, that would be the big the big picture or the big the bigger argument. Mm. Other other benefits of having commodities is that you can essentially gain access to developing technologies okay. earlier on in the value chain. So for example, if you look at our local market, you wouldn't necessarily have access to any, um, any uh, hydrogen player, mm. but you could gain access to the, the hydrogen technology by gaining access through a, to a PGM player. Okay. Because you need uh, the platinum group yes. metals in order for you. I hear to, you. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, it is another way to access some of the developing technologies. Yes. Hence, so like in the EV market, you could also have exposure through lithium. Through lithium. Yeah. Okay. That so makes sense. You, like you could you could buy a lithium miner. You can buy um, yeah some of that. I mean, even interestingly, um, even if you could if even iron ore will be mm. quite beneficial quite a big um, uh, demand uh, we'll see quite ma massive demand just okay. on the on the on wind technology okay yeah so when you look at that according to the stats uh, for for offshore wind mm -hmm. to produce uh, an offshore windmill it takes about 300 tons of steel so sure. okay yeah 300 tons I mean speaking loosely plenty yeah speaking loosely that's about a ton of steel that's about one and a half tons of iron ore so you're looking at 450 tons of iron ore demand just being pulled by Jeez. the production of, of it's, of it's crazy I wouldn't know how many tons it took to do the Eiffel Tower but sure exactly it sounds like that that's much. that's it's it's massive numbers so yeah that it's it is a it is an it is a, um, an interesting way to access those um, those additional technology those those developing technologies because mm. it's um they, they are they, they are going to be quite uh resource in intensive yes, so yes. yeah some of the, the the resource names are actually going to to benefit a lot from just the, the technological development mm. i think one other point perhaps that i can make um but this is more a niche point is that you can also quite uh, benefit from just uh, the quality differences in the, mm. in, the, in the actual in the commodities. So, for example, if you look at something like um, a company like Kumba Iron Ore, mm. they produce mm. their, their iron ore is more in the 65 to 69% iron content, whereas BHP yes. uh, is more in the 62 to 60 iron, iron content. Mm. 
so that those differences they they can enhance i mean the cash flow of the business therefore enhancing the dividend that you can end up receiving mm-hmm. i mean the perfect example again that we we once had a once held a company called uh, valero in our offshore portfolio yes and during that time what was happening is that the the prices for the refined products which is it uh, which is refined from oil mm-hmm. they were actually uh, increasing faster because the economies are coming out of lockdown so there was a lot of demand from the transportation yes. side okay yeah but what was happening is that you the uh, uh, refining capacity was mm-hmm. at its peak so even though there was a lot of oil coming into the market yes. there was not enough capacity to yeah, supply to it all yeah to process it all so then you started to have a, a spread between that the processed product mm-hmm. and, and and the crude so what was happening at, at that time is that some of the some of the some some of the other refiners could not refine heavy crude. Okay. So heavy crude trades much cheaper than sweet than, mm-hmm. than sweet crude. So because you had a, a huge flow of heavy crude, uh, you we we were able to exploit that opportunity because yes, yes. essentially um, Valero was 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 earning much wider margins compared to their competitors who could only refine sweet crude, which mm. traded at a better premium to 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 heavy crude. So that's why I'm saying that this is a more of a niche yes, type yes. of play. That's exactly my but thought, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it doesn't often happen a lot in the market. You won't really see it every now and again, mm-hmm. but it is uh, an opportunity that you can exploit when, yes. when you look at those um, those differences in the quality of the of the individual commodities. Okay, so we touched on a few of the different resources and how we can kind of get into them uh, with the access to kind of getting into them and then it leading into technology that's that's up and coming what other resources can we uh, invest in and how would you go about doing so something like like the golds and the coppers yeah that's that's a very interesting question yeah. um and other the reason, than buying the bars themselves exactly <laughs> that's a very interesting question because um the one thing is that if you look at the um, the evolution of that the resource demand the, or the nature of how resources the demand for resources have changed mm. We had a period between the early 2000s where resources, well, the demand for resources was mainly driven by the urbanization of the, Ch- of the Chinese economy. So you okay. had a boom in property, uh, uh, in, in, in infrastructure, expanding. Mm-hmm. They were expanding. Yeah, they were expanding. So that drove a lot of uh, demand for the ferrous metals mm. and then some of the base metals as well. But where we are now, we we moving into a space of electrifying everything mm-hmm. so that now you have a, a new demand factor which yes. is looking to was looking to build uh, which is giving other commodities that were generally neglected uh, another a, a chance to life i mean mm-hmm. no i never heard of uh, vanadium before i started reading about batteries and yes, energy yes. storage so that's now the, those new commodities that are that are coming to the shore but to answer your question, I mean, what type, what commodities we sh- we can invest in? Mm-hmm. I mean, locally, generally, I would say, I mean, you have the you have a big uh, uh, PGM basket mm-hmm. in, 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 in in the local and the local uh, in the local exchange. Um, I would not rule out iron ore. Mm-hmm. I think there's, I think there should be a lot of uh, demand for that in the. As I as I've already yeah, touched on, future. yeah, in the near future, um, I think in terms of how to access them, 
and my personal preference would be to buy the stock rather than the, the ETF in itself. Okay. Um, and the reason I'm saying that, I mean, if, um, if for example, if I'm, if you take something, if you could trade, for example, coal, mm. over the past six months, you would have been stuck in a range between uh, 90 and 120 a ton. Mm. But that's around, give or take, 20, 25% return yes. if you just bought, if you could buy a coal ETF. Mm. But at the same time, if you look at companies like Tungela, you could earn that only on a dividend. So yes. you wouldn't get, so that the, the share actually offers you that, some security. Yeah, some yeah, security. Yeah. Dividends is essentially bonus. Yeah, so you, you could participate in the, in the equity upside as yes. well as earning a dividend and yes. that would enhance your return. So my personal preference would be to rather than look for the commodity itself, but play the commodity producer. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, there are ETFs, there are as there well. Are means that we can yeah, use. Yeah, in okay. ETNs as well. So, but I, again, I mean, it comes back to your your personal preference, I mm. mean, your risk tolerance, because commodities are volatile in themselves and yes. the stock can be more volatile than yeah. the actual commodity. And I think you'd agree it makes more sense to invest in a, you know, one of our portfolios, for example, mm. um, where a portfolio manager is actually, actually specifically watching at, that and exactly. they allow for the exposure. Exactly. Because those those are some of the things, I mean, you just touched on some of the niche things that you can also exploit. Mm, exactly. It, yeah. Yeah, you know, the so average investor is, is not going to You wouldn't really that. see that. You wouldn't really have access to the data as well. So, yeah. So that's, that's, that's the one way. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I mentioned, personal preference would be to go through the stock route. Directly. Yeah. Okay. We often talk about the gold standard. Why is that? Is there something extra special about gold or, or, or what is the reason we have that kind of coined term? Yeah. Or is it because of coins themselves? Yeah, well, I'm not going to go very deep <laughs> into that. I think that's more a topic more for the, the, yeah, the, the economists, but yeah, I'm just sure. going to perhaps touch on the fact that if you like, I mean, in the intro, we spoke about commodities having mm. an intrinsic value yes. within themselves. So exactly your point that the coins within themselves would, in, historically, they were mm. commodity money. So the value. yeah, they had the health value. So a gold coin mm. was a gold like coin. Literally the yeah. standard. Gold, yeah, literally the standard. Okay. A silver coin had its own value and so on and so forth. So yes. I think the, the interest, we can see it even today when, mm. I mean, when there's a crisis around the world, yeah, people buy gold. People rush to gold. So the, I think that interest is still still remains mm. that yeah, gold is still spread um, into us. Spread into <laughs> us. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Thank you for that. I hope this introduction has uh, set the tone for the conversation uh, or the standard thereof. Um, yeah, the gold standard. Though. Gold standard. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me.